the, the scripture that we are going to read tonight, Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 9, is one of the most uh, stirring and impossible poems in all of the scripture. It's, it's so beautiful, it's so full of hope, it's so, it's so beyond anything we know. Or at least that's how we generally tend to think about it. It is my hope and my prayer tonight that we will at least begin to look at it with different eyes. Eyes that have more flesh on it. That's, of course, what the incarnation, what you're doing in the first chapter of the Gospel of John is about. The, the word, the impossible, the, the beyond, the, 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 the dream became flesh. <laughs> became one of us. I was reminded when, when Pastor Greg was talking, um, uh, if you've ever gone to the University of Loyola on Michigan Avenue and seen the, during the Christmas season, seen the creche collections, there's a, the University of Loyola has a Christmas season they have. It's all different nativity scenes. And then they're gorgeous. Some are simple and plain, and some are, some are just as elaborate as you can imagine. And uh, it's all an exercise in that impossible thing that's happened. The, the beyond, the, the impossible has happened. And, and we have that substantial thing already in our history. And that one who came did another impossible, he did so many impossible things, but the most impossible of all the impossibles is that he rose from the dead. And that, that certain fact of history, that undeniable in, in my Estimation, the, the very proof being the existence of the church. The, it's, the, it's the proof positive that the resurrection actually happened. So that's, that's in our past. It's, it's an accomplished thing. And um, as we look at Isaiah 11, and as, by the way, we're going to look at uh, some paintings uh, by the, the great American folk artist Edward Hicks, who, who lived... Uh, back in the first part of the 19th century in his depictions of this scene, this impossible thing. So let's uh, pray first and then we'll read. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is timeless and yet full of time. That it is certainty. It is as certain as the next click of the clock. And we thank you that you are coming and that you are coming soon. And that one day, and not all that far away, we pray, the whole of the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We pray it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Isaiah 11. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. 
He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will lie down with the lamb. The leopard, I'm sorry, the wolf will, wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like an ox. Infants will play near the hole of the cobra. Young children will put their hands into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And people of God, this is the word of the Lord. Impossible. I got to tell you, and this, we live in the real world, don't we? I mean, we, this is a dog-eat-dog world. It's, it's like the NFL. You don't have pity. You don't have compassion. You... This is, this is a world of the top dog wins and smashes everything else. That's the kind of world we live in. So how do we come to understand this prophecy of Isaiah? Is this all of this business about the wolf and the lamb, all these nice little pictures, this uh, child leading the lion, this these infants sticking their hands into the, the, the viper's nest, the playing with cobras. Is, is that all, is it all the fantasy? Is it because it's a poem? It's images to stir us and, and, but for which we say, well, all in good time after we cross the shore, after we, after we cross the river, after it's heaven and we're all in, in the presence of Jesus and and then there will be peace all over the place, and, and then that will come true. But for now, now, now it's dog eat dog. It is the bloody law of fang and claw that rules now. Well, we have a little bit of help, and let's have the first slide there by Edward from Edward Hicks. Um, this is a, a painting. Edward Hicks was a folk painter. He was a he was a uh, Quaker preacher. He was a preacher in, in Pennsylvania. And he was, all, he was a sign painter. He basically painted signs. And you, you've probably seen this picture. The amazing thing about it is that Edward Hicks painted this scene from Isaiah 11 at least 62 times because we have 62 entirely different but entirely, in one sense, the very same. And you'll see that in just a moment. We'll flip through about a dozen of them just to show you how similar they all are. Um, but he returned to this, this theme of these, these creatures that are natural enemies. Well, the, 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 the lamb isn't an enemy of anything other than maybe grass. But, but these, these natural adversaries, the ones are filled with predation and the others are filled with fear. This scene of them dwelling peaceably together, and, and the scene is called the peaceable kingdom. 
And just, just a couple of things to point out to you about it. Um, this back here, you see these people? That was a group of folks that met and made a peace treaty in 1682. Those are Quakers, William Penn and the Quakers, and the Delaware Indians. So that happened already. It was, it was like the resurrection. It was an accomplished, impossible thing that no one believes could have happened. And so Edward Hicks is saying that this is all one big picture. This part, these, you know, the, 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 look at that wolf, look at that lamb. That, that wolf is thinking one thing, you, you, you imagine. The, uh, the, the leopard, the lion, they're, they're alarmed. They're not uh, at peace. There's, there's still an old nature going on, but yet the children aren't being harmed. The lambs aren't being harmed. Here's, here's the child, the little child shall lead them. Uh, all of his, we're going to go through these, uh, about a dozen of them. And so what, what Edward Hicks was saying with this passage was that, yes, there's, there's, there is a faraway fulfillment of this, of this peace that Isaiah speaks of. But there's also part of it that's already been fulfilled. This peace treaty was signed, and it was a good one, and it lasted. It, and it, for, for a while, people thought it was an impossible thing that would never come, this, this kind of peace. And if you know your American history, and if you know your history of, of how the American Indians, the Native Americans, have been treated by folks from primarily from Western Europe, you, you can't think about that without shame. And it didn't last, at least not last forever, where we were able to live harmoniously together. Uh, William Tecumseh Sherman, great uh, Civil War general, said the only good Indian is a dead one. And we are going to clean this North American continent of those people. That's, that's part of the story, too. So it didn't, it, it, it wasn't a complete fulfillment, but it was a sign. It was a beginning. Now let's uh, just flip through the rest of these. Uh, uh, there's this, this one here, this is a very early one, and, and there he wrote in the border the, uh, the text. And you can see there's, there's the peace treaty folks back there, and here's a few of these. One thing, watch, watch this tree, this tree throughout all of these pictures. That's the stump. That's a dead, impossible-to-live-again tree. And some, someplace in all of these, and it does, it's, it's really hard to pick them out this way, but there's also a little shoot, a little, a little sign of hope growing out of it. But, but that tree fits, fits prominently. In it. So let's go to the next one. Just, th this one isn't very clear, but it's the same thing. Again, you have your peace treaty back here. Go ahead. Here's another picture of it. Remember, he did uh, 62 at least of these. We have 62. Go ahead, yeah. Look how fierce this business is. That, that leopard's not happy. He, he's, he's, and this, this, this wolf here has got eyes for one thing. That's tasty, is what that wolf is thinking. But there is no harm. In, in the, there is peace 
of a sort. It's a restless peace, and we'll talk about that. Go ahead. This lion is, is all full of business. We don't have the peace treaty here. This is, uh, so that's a, the exception to this one. The, uh, the old tree is, is uh, go ahead. Here we have, it's quite clear, the bear and the ox eating straw together. And here's the children sticking their hands in the viper's nests. Next. And here, here a little child sticking his finger in the nose of a leopard. Uh, what? That, that uh, lion saying, this just isn't right. This just not supposed to be this way. So, so they, and they're all the same. Here, let's just leave on this one. This is the last one. This is, um, this was found on his easel the night uh, Edward Hicks died. And it recently, by the way, sold for six and a half million dollars at the Sotheby's auction. You might say, so let's, and you could just advance the next slide there. Yeah, then we'll go back to that first one. Uh, you might say, well, why did he return to this? And, and we're always in the same way. And the business side of it, you say, well, maybe. He's, they, they, this, is, this, is, this, was, this was his meal ticket. He knew what people liked, and he was supplying a marketplace. Well, that's a, a pretty cynical thing, and it's also wrong. He didn't sell these things. He gave them away. Now, this one, this most recent one, sold for $6.5 million. But he was obsessed, you might say, with this hope, restless hope. You saw that in the eyes of these, of these predators. It, it's restless hope. And it's, it's, it's uh, it, but it's controlled violence. There's violence there. There's violence in the heart, maybe. But it's not being unleashed. There is peace, at least of a sort. And that's the kind of peace that, that happened in the, uh, the, with the Indian Treaty as well. And I would suggest to you, friends, tonight, that for us to view this passage of Scripture, Isaiah 11, 1 through 9, through such eyes is our task tonight. Because Edward Hicks thought about this and thought about this and went back to it and back to it and back to it and just, it was, it was the, the prime picture for him in the Scriptures of his life because it filled him with an unsatisfied yearning. He had, he, he, he had that hope, and he knew Jesus has, had risen from the dead. He knew that the Word had become flesh, these impossible things. He knew that he and his sins were washed clean by the blood of the, of the Lord Christ, shed on the cross. He knew that William Penn and the Delaware Indians had made peace. He knew that there were, there were things in the past that were done deals. They were accomplished. And so then he said, well then the stuff that has yet to occur, me being comfortable letting my child go out and play with a leopard and stick his, their, her finger up his nose, um, you know, wh which of us would send our children to a petting zoo that was, that was lions and tigers? Now we go to petting zoos that are nice little lammies and if you put your finger in their nose they just walk away. Uh, that's the kind of petty zoos that we're, we're familiar with. Who would do that? 
And we say, not me, because this is the real world. We live in a dog-eat-dog place. It's where the number one who gets on top and stays number one is wins, and that's just it. This is just how it is. And maybe nice stuff for later on. Don't bother me with all the nice talk now. That's what we do. We do. But I would suggest to you that, that indeed, the very name of your church, faith, is what we need to understand. What Edward Hicks did, and what I believe you and I have to do, is look at reality through the eyes of faith. And when you do that, and when you keep coming back to the promises of Scripture and read them through the eyes of faith, through the eyes of the promises that God has made. You see a different world. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 says this amazing thing. If anyone is in Christ, new creation. Most of the older version says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. It makes it a personal thing. But the, the Paul originally wrote, if anyone is in Christ... New creation. The whole thing is changed. And when we are in Christ, when we are occupied by Christ, when the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts, we begin and we, we, we take bitty steps to be sure. And we sometimes go two steps forward and we fall back one and we get overcome again, yes, yet again with the, with the brute realities of life and that it's the dog-eat-dog world and the it's the, it's the winners and the champions that squash everybody else that finally are the only ones that count. Uh, when we go back into that, faith again calls us to say no because of the incarnation, because the word was made flesh and came and dwelt among us, stooped to our level, because that one walked among us and experienced everything we experienced for 30-some years, because that one was crucified for our sins, because he was the Son of God to satisfy the wrath of God for our sins, and because he, he exploded. He overcame death. And we, we've sung about that already a couple of times, about death being conquered. Talk about impossible things. I heard a wonderful quote this morning that from a, a chaplain who works in hospice communities. And this chaplain said, you know, when people come into hospice communities and they know they're dying and they know their time is short, when they pray, they're talking to someone who's already died. And I thought that was a very, very powerful thing. When, when people are facing this ultimate reality, this death, 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 we live, we live in a world that's conquered by that, we think. But through the eyes of faith, when we are in Christ, the whole of it is a new creation. So to even with death, 
So you see, as we, as we look through faith eyes, we see the same world. And Isaiah did too. Isaiah looked back on his world and he saw the same stuff. He saw it, um, Hebrews 11, and the, the heroes, the hall of fame of faith, the heroes of faith. It talks about someone who was sawed asunder. At least the, the Jewish tradition says that's Isaiah. Isaiah was put to death by being quartered. He was sawed into fourths. He was, he was drawn and quartered, they say. And Isaiah knew this. That was the world. That was the real world that he lived in. But he saw it through the eyes of faith. And he saw a different thing. How can we have such hope? How can, how can we even think about such a situation, such a reality? Is it reasonable? When we start talking about sweet things, about little lammies and little lion cubs and, 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 and children playing with, with deadly snakes, we say, yeah, it's, it's nice stuff, but come on now, let's be realistic. What we need to do is recognize that there's reality. Here's my reality, right? The Bible, and this is what I see, right? This is, this is what I'm seeing. The Bible and the promises of God say, no. No. There is something vastly bigger, vastly more real, vastly more true than this could ever possibly hope to be. Our way of, 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 of doing this is to regularly do what you're doing. We come to church as a sort of a rhythm of our weeks. We read our Bibles. We read the promises of God over and over again. We pray. We go to Bible studies. We, we hum hymns as we go about mowing the lawn or doing whatever we, as we're, on, we're in the workplace. We maybe listen to Christian radio. We, we keep our new creation eyes fresh and keen and sharp. Because if we don't, if we fall out of these rhythms of, of worship and Bible study and prayer and fellowshipping with other Christians and and, and telling the Christian stories together, if we, if we get out of that, if it gets old and boring and say, yes, we've heard about Jesus in the manger and the babies and the shepherds, and we've, we've heard it, it's all old news. If we do that, then slowly the grim reality and the fangs and claws of this world creep back in again and take over. And we start believing this rather than the picture of the peaceable kingdom that God promised. How, how can we do that? Well, the, that thing that, Je that uh, Isaiah says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. And friends in Christ, if, if you are here, and there's, there's some, perhaps uh, a marriage, your own or 
that of one of your kids that is just just full of the 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 hurt and the trouble and the old world stuff maybe there's there's unfaithfulness maybe there's just just love grown cold it, it, that happens all the time if if that's the word from the scripture for you for them for us today is a shoot will come out of the stump and that's a thing that's already happened if if you are in in school and you are frightened because the cool kids don't want you around if it seems if the cool kids are the ones who say you're not part of our group and you are my job is to keep you in your place if if that if that's a trouble and it's a trouble that a terribly uh, a lot of kids if that's the trouble there's word of hope here for you today that's not the reality there's a reality that's the shoot will come out of Jesse the word became flesh he dwelt among us he lived he died he rose again and he is returning if 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 so many things if if money is the only thing that you're concerned about if status if prestige if if you're just depressed because of the way the recent election went if you're all excited about this is the greatest day that we're ever because of the way the election went that's that's living this way that's living with myopia with short-sightedness Isaiah says lift your eyes pull away and look at what God has promised for us as people if we think that healthy uh, the strong armies and up to the the IRAs is just as much as we could ever possibly if we think that that's what's driving things we have to listen again to what the scriptures say and I'd like to just conclude by reading the passage once more a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse from his roots a branch will bear fruit the spirit of the Lord will rest on him the spirit of wisdom and of understanding the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. Infants will play near the hole of the cobra. Young children will put their hands into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord 
as the waters cover the sea. That's a, that's a, that's a picture there. <laughs> as the waters cover the sea.